who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Tonight, only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. All right, go ahead and roll for Perception. I got a 13. Hey, that's pretty good. With that, you can tell there's some fantasy situations going on. You hear some adult language, and with that, you can tell this podcast probably isn't for kids. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Will. And I'm Brian. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons & Dragons, from reasonable righteousness to relatable revenants. And today... We're revisiting the ranger. Okay, okay, Brian. So we're revisiting the Ranger today. Yes. And I'm excited. I mean, I have come to love this class. Yeah. It's, despite its underpowered kind of vibe. Right. Well, Xanathar kind of cleaned that up a little bit. Yeah, I would say the subclasses we're going to talk about today uh, definitely give the Ranger a bit of a boost, which it kind of needed. You know, uh, when I reflect on the Ranger these days, I, I kind of look at it and realize that it's really only the Beastmaster Ranger that's underpowered because the whole Beast thing just... In order to mitigate it being overpowered, they made it lacking in power. And right. And but overall, the Ranger is, you know, it, it keeps up just as well as any other class. Maybe it falls behind some of the more overpowered options, but... Even then, I mean, like, the, the ability to take an extra turn, which is, like, what your beast kind of allows you to do at one point, that's kind of cool, right? Does like, it, though? I, I'm pretty sure... It's a bonus w- action, right? To make it, like, no, do a No, you might be or? talking about my... You're talking about my... Um, oh, did you homebrew, homebrew something? Oh, I homebrew the shit out of a Beastmaster oh, Ranger. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. cool. Which is what Freeland runs. Oh, then maybe only. it is as yeah. underpowered as it probably... Yeah, exactly. Okay. I think I'm pretty sure you literally... You have to choose between you or the Beast doing a thing. Uh, yeah. And, okay, I thought you could do... And Wizards has mm. really... They, they've messed around with trying to, uh, to come up with a... What's the word I'm looking for? They're like redo a redo of the class, like yeah, trying, to, like, trying to update it, change it, make it better. Right. But they haven't come out with anything concrete yet. They're still working on it. You mean after post Xanathar's guide, or 
I'm talking about the core class itself. Oh, yeah, Xanathar's like, God is just you mean like rebuilding the whole from the player's handbook. Yeah, a revised oh, wow. ranger. Oh, that's like, cool. They released uh, an unearthed Arcana on it, and you know there was it. It was okay, but it, they're still working on it. And you know they might never come out with anything. Man, they're really scared of it being too strong or something. I, yeah, it's kind of hard because with the power creep, why? Like if you're gonna make really good subclasses to help balance the power. Then who's ever going to play the old subclass if you're power gamey? You know. Yeah. Again, I, I I don't know. I was giving it a really good look, and I feel like uh, the hunter subclass in the player's handbook is plenty powerful. It's perfectly good. Like, I I honestly don't think that the core class itself needs a revamp. I think just the beastmaster subclass needs a revamp. That's it. If you did that, it would fix eighty percent of the problems, and you're good. Well, but what do we what do we got going on for this revisit? Today, we were talking about the three subclasses that are presented in Xanathar's Guide, and all three of them are really cool. All three of them are flavorful, and they're all pretty potent. So, cool. yeah, let's get into it. The first one we're going to talk about is the Gloomstalker Ranger. Now, the Gloomstalker Rangers are at home in dark places of the world. Basically, they're out there in the frontier of like the Underdark or like primeval dark forest or gloomy cities and like dark places of the world um or 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 wastelands these are their ranges if you will because a ranger rangers are like like hunters right rangers are i mean i i think they're primarily explorers okay so they just favor this particular area this is the place where they they live and they range this is where they explore and these these are the places of the world that they know like the back of their hand that's crazy. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And so these rangers um, are seen as like rangers that seek out evil in its home to stop it before it ever gets to the home front, if you will. Oh, that's that's yeah. freaking dope. Yeah. It's out there in, in the, the evil fr- places of the world. The front lines, yeah, if you will. Exactly. They're a paladin-esque in a way. Oh, okay. And so, yeah, let's get into some of their, their features. At level three, they're going to get two features. The first one is called Dread Ambusher. Mm-hmm. So the idea here is that you've mastered the art of the ambush. Okay. Um, you get a bonus to initiative equal to wis- your wisdom mod, which is fantastic. It's a, actually a really good um, passive feature. Um, plus, you get uh, a plus ten feet, a plus ten feet on your speed on your first turn. So you're just, oh, cool. You're really quick, quick to react. Yeah, yeah. And also, you get an extra attack on your first turn that's equal to one d 8s worth of damage. Nice. Um, yeah. That's really good. I'm not sure if it's an actual extra attack, like part of your attack action, or if it's just an extra D8 of damage. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's basically you're getting a little bit of extra oomph on that first turn. Nice. That's really powerful. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the next thing you get is Umbral Sight. You gain Dark Vision <laughs> equal to 60 feet. Uh, if you already have Dark Vision, though, you get an extra 30 feet. Of you it. get more Dark you Vision. You get more Dark Vision, because that's what you <laughs> needed, right? Yeah. Everybody um. needs more Dark Vision. <laughs> Dude, I, I found out Dragonborn don't have Dark Vision. They don't, which is weird, because dragons do. Yeah. What the hell? I, you gave it to everything else. Like. I saw. I think I saw a Reddit <laughs> thread that's like, hey, what the fuck? It's, it's a little odd. <laughs> I personally don't like like the way 5e handles dark vision i think there should be levels of vision the way they did in 4e where you had normal vision low light vision and then dark vision and basically the only ones that had dark vision were like under dark dwellers okay while like things like elves they had low light vision which means like in not so dark vision under the moonlight and starlight like elves can see really well but if it's like pitch black underground like no they can't see either. i love that for like fey flavor mm-hmm. full moon i see even better than in like, oh, the yeah. middle of the day that'd be really cool i like wow. that a lot yeah that'd be that'd be awesome okay um umbral sight does not end with the dark vision though you also have the ability to be invisible in darkness from other creatures that use dark vision 
You understand what I'm saying? Kind of. So if you're in darkness, you're fucking invisible. That's pretty cool. Period. End of story. There's no ending this invisibility. It doesn't take an action to be invisible. You just are. I suppose you could choose not it's like to be. passively becoming invisible? Indeed. Okay. Which, basically, if you... And this is from people with dark vision. They also can't see you. Oh. So, wow. basically, okay. if you're stalking around the Underdark with no torch, like, you could just keep attacking somebody and be invisible. That's really good. Yeah, it's really you powerful. Need to break concentration. Yeah, it's definitely situational. And the second anyone turns lights on, you know, you're not invisible anymore. Yeah. But that could be potentially extremely powerful, especially level three. It's really cool. I think it's a really cool feature, personally. Um, any questions so far? So, what about magical darkness? Like, if somebody casts a darkness spell, you become invisible. Um, you would be invisible I mean, in like that, too. Just but because of the magical darkness, though? Right. But you wouldn't be able to see because the darkness is magical yeah. and impeding your own vision. I guess, yeah. yeah doesn't so, work really so well. So everyone's so invisible would, in magical <laughs> darkness. But you'd be, you'd be like, extra double invisible? I Hi, mean, everybody. Welcome to an episode of Fantasy Physics. Are you invisible <laughs> if no one can see that you're invisible? That's a good question. Like, does it even, like, yeah. If a tree... Kidnaps yeah. a child in the forest. <laughs> what? And yeah. no one's around to see it. Did was the child, child get kidnapped? kidnapped? Yeah, because the child observed it. So, what if the child was blind? Well, the child still observed it. What if they it. were in a <laughs> sphere of magical darkness? The child still observes it by the feeling and the, and the hearing of it happening. Oh, yeah. So, sorry, Brian. Oh. Fantasy physics over. Moving yeah, back. Moving on. All right. So, uh, at level seven, you're going to get a feature called Iron Mind. And the idea here that is sounds it. cumbersome. Yeah, well, the idea here is that you've honed your ability to resist mind-altering powers. Oh. So you gain proficiency in wisdom saves, which is a good save to gain proficiency in. Nice. And if you already have that save, you can choose between an intelligence or charisma proficiency. Oh, wow, okay. Both of those are far less common, but if you already have wisdom, might as well pick up another save. Yeah. Cool beans. I mean, more saves. More saves. More, more saves is better. Yeah. Yes. Level 11, you're going to get a feature called Stalker's Flurry. Once per turn, if you miss with a weapon attack, you may make another weapon attack as part of the same action. Ooh, so that's cool. Very nice at level 11. Basically, um, just knocking one miss out of the way. Yeah, totally. Like, I didn't miss. Huh? Yeah, so. no, I swung my sword back <laughs> on the backhand. This was all like, planned. Just, yeah, no, I meant to do that. <laughs> Indeed. Um, so, yeah, level 15, uh, which is your big... Your big one for Rangers happens at 15, which is kind of low compared to other classes. Like, I think we, we just talked about the Paladin class. and they're You mean like they get it feature. earlier? They get it earlier, yeah. yeah. And with the Paladin, like, their big feature was level 20 cap. So. Maybe the power scaling, like, if you're, like, not as good in the earlier levels, you're better for longer in the late game. I'm sure there's some sort of, like, equation when it comes to, like, who gets what at what level, but sure. I don't know it. Yeah. Anyways, at level 15, you get a feature called Shadowy Dodge. You can use your reaction to impose disadvantage on a creature making an attack roll on you. You must decide before uh, the roll happens, though. Okay. So basically, big boss coming at you, you can decide to impose disadvantage of them on them. And I think the flavor here is, since it's called Shadowy Dodge, you basically kind of meld with the shadows. You're the gloom stalker, right? Yeah. So you just become harder to hit. It's like, wait, where, where is he? So in any room or with she... light, there's inevitably probably going to be a shadow. <laughs> you can't, and you, you just can't like, light without a shadow. <laughs> there it is. Indeed. Okay. So yeah. So that's that's the features of the gloom stalker. I don't know. You know any thoughts on the gloom stalker? And just you, that I want to build one now. They're really cool. They're, yeah, it's, it's really flavorful. Just like hanging out in the same, in front of something's lair, like beating it down every single day. Although like shooting I, in the face with arrows, I, like nah, you right. in my home. <laughs> I do get a, a bit of an edge lord feel from this. Like I'm the most badass. 
oh yeah, out here. I'm a lone wolf yeah, on the I'm a edge. Lone wolf on, the, on, the on the edge. edge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I don't make friends. Friends are a liability. You know, some <laughs> bullshit like that. Okay, moving uh, on. The only thing I make friends with is I make them dead. <laughs> yeah, sure, man. <laughs> okay, moving on. So the next archetype we're going to talk about is called the Horizon Walker. Um, I think this was a subclass a lot of people were really excited for, and I like this idea. It's like a ranger of the plains or a guardian of the plains. Basically, the idea here is that um, horizon walkers seek to stop extraplanar threats from uh, threatening the prime material plane. Okay. And because of this, they are experienced with planar travel and finding planar portals, and they're uh, experienced with traversing like outer realms. Well, yeah. Maybe not even outer realms, just other realms That's outside. That's a re- really cool premise for... Um for a campaign is to have like a character that can do do manipulate like planar travel right take people that normally wouldn't with them yeah yeah absolutely absolutely and uh i think this is really leans into especially the fame the in the shadowfell but okay. i mean it could it could be anything and everything ranger Whatever danger part two catch me oh yeah there we go <laughs> okay so let's get into what the horizon walker can actually do yeah so the first thing they get is the ability called detect portal I'm sure you can guess what this does. You can magically sense the presence of a planar portal. As an action, you detect the distance and direction of the closest portal within one mile of you uh, once per short rest. I actually feel like it should be a wider range just because one mile just feels like a small range to me. I mean, can you observe? Like, I think of that on, like, a personal, like, I can't observe shit past, like, you know, outside these walls. Shit, for me, it's 20 feet half the time. Yeah, dude, it's just (laughs) like a mile, like sensing shit. Well, it's magical, and I just, since this is what you specialize in, maybe it should be five or ten miles. I'm just saying, like, one square mile isn't that big in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, neither is, like, five miles, but I get what you mean. It's five times more. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Like, five miles isn't either, thus, like, why not just give them a little extra boost? But whatever. Moving on. Okay, okay, I'm with you on it. Okay. So I might homebrew it that way. But anyways, you also get something else that's actually more useful called Planar Warrior. You can use planar energy, whatever the fuck that means, to augment your attacks. Basically, as a bonus action, you could choose one creature within 30 feet of you, and the next time you hit that creature uh, with a weapon attack, the damage becomes force damage and deals an extra 1d8 of damage. Okay. So I like picture like, okay, maybe there's like, maybe there's like energy kind of residue between between the planes like interacting with each other that's that what i was gonna into. say so you know how bards like draw their magic from like the the vibration of like music like right the, you yeah, know yeah, they're drawing like from like the performance or whatever from right. like the birth of the whatever the yeah, fuck it's supposed yeah, there to be we go. the song this, that brought everything into existence yeah totally yeah. this is uh this is just like where planes rub together exactly there's, like <laughs> something there's some like you know like yeah. when a uh, um like how you use magnet like, magnetism like on metal to make forces. electricity yeah yeah Totally. Exactly. So the way the monorail works at like Disneyland and stuff. Okay. You know, it's, magne- it's magnetic. Okay. So you just like running electricity through. Sure. Yeah. Let's yeah. go with that. And uh, it's, it's like force that. damage because because it's a force like <laughs> indeed, gravity. Indeed, it is. But I I don't know when I picture this, I just picture like a ranger with like two swords and like the swords like glow with like a purple like. Uh, bludgeoning force, and then you just smack. With them. That's just <laughs> it how takes I your sharp it. thing, and it makes it blunt, and it just hurts more. Yeah, exactly that. Because <laughs> the blunt thing hits them, and then the sharp thing hits them. Yes, exactly. Totally. That, that's how I feel about it. Anyways, <laughs> um, that D eight really actually, justifying this. Yeah. Whatever it takes. <laughs> Whatever it takes. <laughs> I'm a planar warrior. Damn it. Um, so that uh, D eight of extra damage actually increases to a two D eight at level eleven. Ooh, ooh. And yeah, scales. That's good. That could be sixteen though. It could be. It probably won't be. It probably no, be like it, four. But <laughs> I mean, I've been playing some D and D lately. Thank God. Uh, but it, 
I've seen some things. Uh, you've seen some things. I've seen some things lately. Okay, yeah. you have to enlighten me on these things. You but were there. Was I there? Probably. Oh yeah, yeah. You're, You're always there. The Vault Raiders three. Yeah. Uh, yeah, some things happened indeed. But let's get back to the Ranger. Yes. So at level seven, you're going to get a feature called Ethereal Step. Once per short rest, you can cast the spell Etherealness without spending a slot. And it only lasts one one turn, though. So the reason that it specifies that it only lasts one turn is because Etherealness is a really high-level spell. As a matter of fact, I think the spell level is so high that as a half-caster, you would never get that spell in the first place. Okay. So this is like a very specific way of casting it, and I... I know I printed out etherealness, but I think I forgot at home. Okay. <laughs> so off the top of my head, I think etherealness is basically you just kind of become incorporeal, and you basically go to to the ethereal. You plane. Become a ghost. It's kind of like blink. You become you go to the ethereal plane, oh, okay. and then you come back out the next turn. That's cool. So, That's pretty and, strong. And the thing is, you could do it on yourself, or you can do it on someone else. Okay. With this feature. Okay. I'm not sure. I, with with the spell, I think it's the same way too. I like it. Yeah. If that's what it does, it's kind of cool. I'm sure it, it has utility. Yeah. I'm sure it could come in handy. Both in and out of combat. Anyways, let's actually get to some of the cooler stuff. So at level 11, <laughs> they get my favorite feature called Distance Strike. Okay. So basically with this feature, you can teleport 10 feet before each attack during an attack action. If you attack at least two creatures, you can make a third attack action. Oh. So basically, you like teleport 10 feet, hit somebody, teleport 10 feet, hit another somebody, and then you can teleport 10 feet and hit another another somebody. You look like Nightcrawler. Yeah, basically, you look like Nightcrawler That's just bamfing across the battlefield. Kicking people awesome. right in the face. It's super cool. <laughs> I I especially like to picture this with like someone with like dual crossbows or dual pistols. It's just like, bam, 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 bam. That'd be really I cool. I just some pictured somebody doing like a, like a Tatsumaki, like a tornado kick. With like a like a <laughs> that'd be cool. like a foot knife, like a foot dagger, yeah, a boot that'd be dagger. Super dope. Hell yeah! That'd and they trigger the boot dagger Jesus and just Christ. do the spin kick, and they're teleporting, <laughs> and they're doing the same spin kick, but they're just teleporting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Very good. Super awesome. I All like right, the guns too. So I like I mine more. So the big one at level fifteen, you like yours? You like yours better than mine? Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah. Okay. Well, let's get back. To <laughs> I, I heard that. Okay, so at level fifteen, you're going to get spectral defense. Uh, you could slip through planar boundaries to lessen damage. Uh, when you take damage from an attack, you can use your reaction to give yourself resistance to all damage for that attack. Okay. So I've, you basically kind of go out of phase with reality. That's cool. To basically only take half damage. You become incorporeal. You it's be fucking awesome. You you do what the flash does, but not as good. Yeah, you basically. Just like vibrate. Yeah, yeah. You can almost do it. <laughs> like, you can uh, almost you know make your way to speed force. Yeah, exactly. You hit less molecules. Um, so yeah, I think that the final the final uh, two features you get from this uh, subclass are awesome, and uh, yeah, yeah. that's um, that's the Horizon Walker. Any questions on the Horizon Walker? Um, no. Do you think we should rest? But, I think but shortly, briefly. Shortly, brief, short rest. Let's do it. Let's do it. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million dollars stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. It doesn't matter if you're selling scented soaps or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. 
Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you'll sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. It's like I said before, Shopify is going to take your business no matter what stage it's at and elevate it to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Hi, I'm Madigan from Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist, a podcast that explores the world through a personal feminist perspective. Check out new episodes Mondays and Fridays for a wide variety of topics and news episodes. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Rage on. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the part of the episode where we don't give a damn about the last thing. We give a damn about you, the listener. Thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate you being here if you're hearing the sound of my voice. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, I have some people I want to thank in particular. Uh, they are our pledge, uh, our patrons on Patreon. So uh, first we have Just an Average Superhero. Thank you. Thank you, Just an Average Superhero. And then we've got Spotlight Players. Thank you. Thank you, Spotlight Players. And then we want to thank Chemicult. Thank you, Chemicult. Catch you on Discord. Uh, and Liam I. Belson. Thank you, Liam I. Belson. And we want to thank Thantos. Thank you, Thantos. Um, and I think last time I said Thantos, I, I was like, that's really close to Thanos because I was so fresh off of Infinity War. Yeah, and, I remember um, that. But Thantos is a D&D thing, I found out afterwards. Well, Thanatos is a place. I'm not sure what Thantos is referring to. I thought it was. Uh, now Could I sound be. like a dummy. <laughs> uh, anyway, thank you guys so much. And if you, uh, some of you, I shouted out. This hasn't been the first time. It's because you re-upped your pledge. Thank you guys so much. I, yeah, I we really super appreciate, appreciate it. Um, let's see, what do we got? There's there's new uh, Patreon content in there. If you guys want to find our Patreon, it's Patreon.com/slash/TheDungeonCast. Um, mm-hmm. Lots of cool stuff on there. Lots of cool new stuff going on there. If uh, I think this week we're gonna officially start dropping content for the superhero game that's going into the ten dollar tier. We're gonna drop a world building episode, and then episode one should be up very shortly after that. And then we're gonna try to record every two weeks and put them out, you know, after that. So cool I think uh, I think you guys are really gonna like it. It's a lot of fun to put together. A lot of fun coming up with the concept for this. Mm-hmm. So do we got anything else that we want to do? We do. I believe that when this episode drops, there will be two days left in the ongoing contest where we are giving away two fancy dice sets. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is an elven dice set and the other is a dwarven dice set and if you want one of these these dice sets all you have to do is get on twitter and share a link to your favorite episode of the show with the hashtag dungeon cast and the hashtag of the dice that you want either hashtag elven or hashtag dwarven or hashtag elf or dwarf or whatever iteration of elven signify which you dice you want somehow. indeed and on august 1st we'll be announcing a winner of each dice set that's so right get out there share the show yeah um thanks a lot to anybody who is talking about the show um word of mouth really is the best way to get us noticed but another great way is to leave an itunes review so if you guys could do that that would be really really cool we get great ones all the time so thanks to everybody who leaves those reviews it really really helps us out yeah i've been reading them we've gotten a couple really nice ones lately yeah, so you thank guys you, guys. Are, you guys shout out awesome. to the people who've, who've done the reviews lately i've read them all and thank you so much yeah man and um 
You can find us on SoundCloud, YouTube, anywhere you can find podcasts. iTunes. iTunes. Um, and if you want to send us an email, you totally can. Um, thedungeoncast at gmail.com or catch us on Twitter at thedungeoncast. Mm-hmm, and I think mm-hmm. that's all we got to say. Let's get back to the show. Let's go back to the show. All right, we're back. We've done it. We've done it. We've, <laughs> re- we've returned. And now we're going to talk about my favorite of the three archetypes that we're covering today. Well, you're so biased. I I mean, I just, I give my opinion freely and honestly. And I appreciate it. Oh, okay. I appreciate you. So <laughs> let's talk about the Monster Slayer, the Van Helsing of the Ranger world. Oh, cool. So these rangers are dedicated hunting creatures of the night and wielders of grim magic. Vampires. Again, again, Van Helsing's of the Ranger World. Speaking of which, I just watched Van Helsing on Netflix the other day, and it was a lot better than I remembered. Oh. I thought it was like a really bad movie. I remember it kind of left me with a bad impression, but I enjoyed it the second time, so I don't know what this says about me. Is that Hugh Jackman? Hugh Jackman and Kate Beckinsale. Yeah, straight up. Uh, they are hunting vampires in that one. Yeah, they do. Like, I mean, almost exclusively, right? That movie doubles down on what it is. It just leans into the campiness, and I love it. So Yeah. yeah. It the, does drag on a little too long at the end, but I still love it. Yeah, they could do that like big final boss fight, right? Yeah, the, yeah they do. And uh, the guy, I don't know who plays Dracula in that movie, but he, like, he plays the shit out of Dracula in that movie. <laughs> he he acts it up. There's a lot of turning into bats. Yeah, there is. There's a lot of there's a lot of everything in that movie. Yeah. It's, it's it's it was a fun movie and they I did, liked it. They did everything but sing. Yeah. That would be a good musical. Van it Helsing be the musical. A really good musical. All right, well let's get into the class. Yeah. All right. So level three, you get hunter senses. Okay. You can peer at a creature and magically discern how best to hurt it. <laughs> how best to kill it. You have a targeting computer. Basically, uh, all up in here. Yeah. So as an action, you choose a creature within 60 feet of you and learn its immunities, resistances, and vulnerabilities. Um, You're fucking RoboCop. Basically. <laughs> and you can do this a number of times equal to your Rizma a day, so... You're Arnold Schwarzenegger from yeah. Terminator 2. <laughs> you just, what's his power level? <laughs> yeah, there you go. You're Vegeta. You're Vegeta. <laughs> so there you go. That, now, okay, so this is a pretty cool feature. Unfortunately, most monsters don't have any vulnerabilities. Oh. But knowing that. <laughs> <laughs> No, knowing their immunities and resistances is also very useful. Like it's like so. a dried out tree, and it's like oh, it's weak to fire. Yeah, like, right, huh. right. Thanks, magical. Unfortunately, <laughs> detector. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, D and D is not Pokemon, where everything is weak to something. That's I know, just, just like sometimes. That. Yeah, humans are weak to swords. I think in uh, unless they're wearing armor. In the latest Vault Raiders, but uh, spoilers, but you guys are fighting wyverns, and you're like, it's weak to electricity, right? It's flying. I'm like, <laughs> no. I mean, it's weak to electricity because it's alive, but it's not. You know. I mean, I knew that. Yeah. But. Okay. Back back. back Back to the monster slayer. Uh, you, at level three, you're also going to get a feature called Slayer's Prey. As a bonus action, you can designate one creature within 60 feet of you. The first time each turn that you hit this target with a weapon attack, it takes an extra 1d6 of damage. Cool. And this lasts until you rest or until you designate a new target. Now, I love this feature because this feature is basically identical to the fourth edition ranger feature called Hunter's Quarry. Oh, okay. In fourth edition. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, in fourth edition. Uh, any of the classes that were designated as strikers or damage dealers basically all had a signature ability that was like their damage booster ability. Right. And, and for the ranger, it was Hunter's Quarry. And Slayer's Prey is almost identical to it. It's basically the same thing. That's cool. So, yeah, I like it. It's really cool. You like so, killing and you're good at it. Injecting Secretly injecting a little bit of 4E back into the game. Yeah, they've been doing that lately. They've been doing it subtly. It's and cool. It's they, a good thing. 4E had a really good way of like doing, like, this is my most powerful attack. Yeah, ah, basically. You know. Gallic God. Yeah. Okay, so level 7, you're going to get supernatural defenses. Okay. Uh, whenever your slayer's prey forces you to make a save 
or you make an escape check to escape their grapple, you can add a 1d6 to the roll. Nice. He's just really good. He's just really good. Just so good. <laughs> yeah. You just hone in a target and you fuck that target's life up. Yeah. You it make hits- it worse at what it does <laughs> and yourself better at what you do. If it has a net gun and it hits you with the net gun, you can get out of it with that extra D6. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Well, there you nice. Go. So level 11, you're going to get a feature called Magic User's Nemesis. Whenever you see a creature casting a spell or teleporting within 60 feet of you, you can use your reaction to make them make a wisdom save versus your spell DC. If they fail, the teleport fails or the spell is wasted. So the way I see this is like you are really well versed in like evil spell casting. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I know what that guy's about to fucking do. And you know how to like quickly cast like a counter incantation to just disrupt their shit. And it's just fucking <laughs> cool. It's really awesome. I know how to fuck like, up. No, you don't. I know how to fuck up bad guys like just weirdly. Yeah. Just oddly. <laughs> yeah. Right off the bat. You just know how to trip them up. And I, I really like this feature. I think it's really fun. I love the um, idea of the ranger. Like I like the ranger setting booby traps. Mm-hmm. Like that's a really cool like the um, what's that spell they can do that they like set like shrapnel in the ground or whatever. You you put like a oh, um, ammunition in the ground and it triggers. You can trigger it or it triggers. Can't by remember motion. the name of the spell. Cordon of arrows. Yeah, I think that is what it is. Um, that's really cool. But I like like the flip side of that is these kinds of features where you get to like preemptively do something like right yeah. away. And that's I really mean, cool. And countering uh, a high level magic user's spell is pretty potent like yeah they were getting ready to cast like a big one and you just it just doesn't happen now it says the spell's wasted so there goes that spell slot like that's pretty potent burning a turn off of somebody is is hardcore yeah yeah and that and yeah exactly not only not only is the slot wasted but yeah the turn is burnt and yeah yeah, like you said that's incredibly powerful because i mean what we just did a a a one shot where you guys did a boss fight and basically one turn could be devastating and a miss was like saving your guys lives right anyways uh, the final feature of this uh, ranger archetype, the monster slayer, is called Slayer's Counter. If your slayer's prey forces you to make a saving throw, you can use your reaction to make one weapon attack against them. This occurs before the saving throw is made. If you hit, you automatically succeed the saving throw. Nice. You just say no. Yeah. <laughs> no to you, sir. Now die. Now die. Yeah. So, then perish. Yeah. I really like this subclass. I don't know if you can tell. No, yeah. It's fucking cool. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, so those are the three subclasses that were introduced to Sanitar's Guide. Um, again, all three are really juicy, really cool, really potent. Um, they all seem fun to role play. Um, any questions? Uh, no, no. I think I'm, I've gotten... I have so much experience with rangers now. That's true, you do. Like this is the, this is com- the complete. Yeah. I feel more complete We've than closed, ever. Than we ever closed before. the loop. Yeah, man, it's hard. It's uh, I just no matter how much I try not to learn D and D, I'd sit here and do this show with you, and I learn it anyway. Yeah. So it's, it's inevitable. <laughs> now I believe we're going to build a ranger, and it's your turn to build a character. It is my turn. So we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back, and Brian's going to tell us about his character. That's right. Got to come up with a with a name and stuff. Already. We are back. Yeah, we we've, we made it back to the podcast again and for the you, second time. And you thought up a character. I did. Tell us about your character, Brian. My character, his name is... Um, do you want the name first or do you want like the concept first? You know what? Give it to his me name, how you want. His name is Joffrey Shinebloom. He's a half-orc male. Okay. He's like 5'11". He's like on the short side of an orc. And he's got okay. a more half-orc and more slender build. Okay. Um, And he's dressed in like all... Like his his skin is like darker gray, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, he's got like all black leather on, just all like kind of <laughs> nice. tight fitting, but okay. like right. combat boots, but they're leather combat boots, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe they've got those like nice like 
they're cuffed at the top, kinda, right? Laced right. up, you know. I like it. And uh, leather pants, just all the way. It's and they don't like hinder his movement as much as you think they would. Okay, they're <laughs> they, he likes them. They fit him right. Gotcha. Um, just real tight on the butt. And then okay. um, yeah, like a leather leather jacket, uh, like a leather cotton shirt underneath uh, that is black. Or no, it's leather. Yeah, it's a leather. It's leather cotton. I was gonna say, it's leather cotton. <laughs> yeah, no, all right. it's, it's a cotton shirt. All right, cotton black shirt. It's cotton black. He's shirt all black with a leather jacket. Gothic, gothic half orc and a hood and a hood. Yeah, and he's got like t- like. I nice think he's gonna be a gloom stalker with all the black. Yes, he's a gloom gotcha. stalker ranger. Cool beans. Um, Where does he, he range? Uh, what are my options again? I mean, just dark places of the world. I mean, he could be like Batman, where it's like this gothic city. I was he could thinking, be like a wasteland. I kind of wanted to tie it into the abyss. Like he's okay. like he's kind Ooh. of like. You know how we t- in the Abyss episode we talked about how portals like yeah open it could be up like an abyssal incursion yeah and, like they don't it, it's a permanent one right so ooh that's cool yeah I like so that. he's just like like scoping the area mm-hmm. and whatever demon shows up he takes it down I, I keep the demons in I get the, I keep the demons at bay indeed that's I either cool. I either gotta bottle them up or I gotta kill them when yeah. they show up yeah you know all right cool that's pretty cool I like that <laughs> sometimes right. I wake up in the morning and I'm like did the demon <clears throat> come from me or did it come out of the portal. <laughs> Got you. Okay. So, He's got skeletons in his closet, man. I like it. I like it. Um, all right. So half-orc and ranger and gloomstalker. Yeah. All right. So as a half-orc, you're going to get, you should write this down properly. Okay. You're going to get a, um, or you're going to get dark vision. Big uh, surprise. Uh, you gain proficiency in intimidation. Okay. You're going to get a plus two to strength and a plus one to constitution. You're going to get relentless endurance. When you were reduced to zero hit points but not killed outright, you can drop to one hit point instead. Nice. You can't use this feature again until you finish a long rest. Cool. You also get savage attacks. When you score a critical hit with a melee weapon attack, you can roll one of the weapon's damage dice one additional time and add it to the extra damage of the critical hit. Nice. So you hit like a beast. You take hits like a beast. In our homebrew, that's so bonkers. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, And uh, it's time to roll some stats. Yeah, let's do it. Let's roll some dice. Okay, I've got some dice right here. They're D6 in nature, and there's four of them. So I got a three. I got two sixes and a three. I'm cutting that low three. It's fifteen. Pretty good. Um, I see a five. I see five, a five four, three. three. Okay, so what is that? Twelve. Nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Off so, to a good start. So good. So good. So far. So far. So good. Is that what I meant? Jeez. And we got another five. That's five, a five, fourteen. Four. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. This, this dude's beast. He's just like. Harboring all this yeah. like pent up energy, it comes yeah. out in his stats. I mean, he's been fighting demons. He's got to stay fit. Uh, six five two. So that's thirteen. Eight, thirteen, not bad, man. That's your not lowest bad. one. No, twelve is 12 your is, lowest. But still, yeah, you you could literally roll two eights right now and still be solid. But you didn't. You rolled a thirteen. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> this is the best, easily strongest character you've rolled on this show. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's because Jeff Goldblum's roll. inspiration. Indeed. Here's uh, a dump one. So eight. No nine. No nine. Not, not even an eight. Not even an eight. So the um, I think my dump stat is charisma in this aspect. Oh, for sure. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Even though I, so I have the people. intimidation side with the um, the extra. I'm, pers- I'm proficient in it. Yeah, That's you're proficient in it naturally, but doesn't mean you're good at it. Yeah, All fair. Right, so okay, so nine to charisma. Go ahead and write that down. Okay. Ah. <clears throat> All right. So, which where are you putting that fifteen? You get a plus two to strength, a plus one to con. Oh, plus two to strength. Yeah. Okay, so um, I think I I'm going to do the 15 do. to con. I knew it. For so you're going to have a 16 con and a 16 strength, right? Yeah. That's awesome. Sounds great. Yes. Just really 
lean into this one, I think. Just mm-hmm. he, he rolled strong. Just be strong. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. Um, yeah. Okay. So. So 12 intelligence. Okay. He's just kind of a smart boy then. Well, I mean, the rest, I have 12 and two 13s. That's true. That's so he's going to be 13 intelligence, I think. Yeah. Since, yeah, there we go. Just lean yeah. into that. And then uh, 13 wisdom. Mm-hmm. And then the 12, what do I got left? Uh, Dex. Dex. Yeah, that's, that's fine. That's going to kind of hurt. Uh, but I guess you can wear medium armor instead. Okay. Of, yeah, I mean, I know aesthetically we chose leather, but we'll, we'll figure it it's out. It's medium leather. Because if you wear... It's made of black leather. If you wear studded leather, you're only going to have like a 13 AC. That's fine. He doesn't. He he's gonna kill before he gets. Okay, killed. fine. He's got a thirteen AC. Yeah. But, okay. So, was, uh, what level are we going with for, for eleven? What's this guy's name again? Jo- Joffrey. Joffrey Shinebloom. <laughs> Joffrey Shinebloom. All right. So you said eleven. He knows a lot about fractals. All right. So you need to pick a favorite enemy. Okay. Uh, demons. I think we're going with fiends for demons. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Fiends Let me see. By level eleven, do you get another one? Let me see here. I think you do. You, you, you probably fucking. I know do. you get two terrains by level. 11. Um, yeah, you get another one. So your choices are aberrations, beasts, celestials, constructs, dragons, elementals, fey, giants, monstrosities, oozes, plants, or undead. Uh, aberrations are ghosts. Aberrations are like things from the far realm, like beholders and aboliths and monstrosities that are like horrific to behold. I think it's a good choice personally. Okay, considering you're, you're fighting demons. Yeah. So demons and aberrations, like you see the horrid underbelly of reality, and you yeah, don't, totally. you don't blink. Nah. All right, cool. A natural explorer, you uh, you get to choose a terrain of your choice. Your choices are Arctic coast, desert, forest, grassland, mountain, swamp, or underdark. Uh, underdark, and um, you get another one. You get another one at level six and at ten. You get two more. I get two more. You get oh two yeah, more I do. Terrains, um, dude. Underdark mountains, because I just think it's so cool, like being able to move through mountains, all super easy. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, hit me again. Arctic Sorry. coast, Arctic coast, desert, forest, grassland, swamp. Mm, forest. I like that choice. Which fighting style are you going to choose? Archery, defense, dueling, or two weapon fighting? Um, archery. Okay. Cool. You kill them before they get to you. Yes. I like it. So that's a plus two to all your archery shit. Hell yeah. You get a bunch of spells. We know that. Uh, primeval awareness. Beginning at third level, you can use your action and expend one ranger spell slot to focus your awareness on the region around you. For one minute per level of the spell slot you expend, you can sense whether the following types of creatures are present within one mile of you or within up to six miles of you if you are in your favorite terrain. Aberration, Celestials, Dragons, Elementals, Fiends, Fiend, and Undead. So nice. Yeah, you can just sense sense enemies in the area. You're going to get an extra attack at level 5. You're going to be able to ignore uh, non-magical difficult terrain at level 8. At level 10, you're going to get an ability called Hide in Plain Sight, where you can spend one minute creating camouflage for yourself. Hell yeah. You could go full PETA from Hunger Games. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and that's it for your base stuff. Then let's look at your, your archetype, which we covered earlier, but... Uh, yeah, you're gonna get that dread ambusher. So like you're gonna you're gonna get a your wisdom mod bonus to your initiative, which is a plus one for you. Um, extra ten feet. Well, actually, it's gonna be more because I'm gonna add two stat boosts, right? Well, yeah, but they're both plus one. So like it was a plus one, and now you're getting another plus one because dexterity is your initiative. No, it's yeah, totally. Yeah, but but no, it's what plus I mean, two. It's what plus I mean two is total. these stats are gonna go up because I'm level eleven. Oh yeah, let's talk about that. So at level, okay, let's go back. Let's yeah, we need we need to figure <laughs> out your stats. Yeah, that's true. Well, I can add I I get I'm gonna get four stat points at this point. Um, let's see. Yeah, at level four you get stat improvements, and at level eight, so yeah, you you can choose, 
You have four stat boosts or two feats or one feat and two stat boosts. I'm going to stat boost um, intelligence and dexterity, both by two. Okay. I just want to point out that you chose an archery fighting style, but your dexterity is a 12, now a 14. Now it's a 16 because I just put both those stat boosts into, into oh, dexterity. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah, cool. No, in so light 16, of you saying that. You were, just, you were a, a specimen of physicality. Yeah, I just got so much better like as time went on at shooting this cross. Uh, it's probably going to be crossbow. Crossbow's still dex, right? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, it is. So I'm going to add just four points to this dex. Like I just spent so much time out here firing a bow because I didn't have a sword or whatever. Cool beans. So your, your subclass, though... Uh, you get Dread Ambusher. You're going to get the Umbral Sight where you can just turn invisible in the darkness. Cool. Um, Iron Mind, so you gain proficiency in wisdom saves. Because right now I believe you have Strength and Dexterity are your saves. So you have Strength, Dexterity, and Wisdom as your saves. Nice. That's strong. Um, and then finally you're going to get Stalker's Flurry uh, once per turn. If you miss within a weapon attack, you can make another weapon attack. So cool. Just extra accurate. And uh, let's let's uh, calculate your hit points. You got oh, a yeah. D10? I do. I have so many D10s. What's your constitution? 16? So 16. You, you're going to start off with base of 13 hit okay. points. I need you to roll a D10 uh, 10 more times. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jesus. Let me, get, let me get as many D10s as I think I have, which is a lot. My God. Sorry. No, it's all good. You're going to have to help me do math. Oh, yeah. Okay. How many, how many D10s is that? Well, there's two for each set, right? So, like, it's a lot. You know what? I'm just going to roll this many. Okay. You need okay. 10 total. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. Here's 8. I'll roll 2 more. Oh, man. Okay. What do we got? Uh, 6. So it's 19. 2. 21. 5. 26. 6. Um, 32. I, oh, God. 31. Or no. Yeah, it's 31. No, 6 from 25. Oh, no. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. 31. And then 7. So 38. And then 4. Uh, 42. 42 and then two so 44 44 and then i roll these two again it's a nine six and, and ten. a ten. Oh, is that a six a six and a ten okay no you, wait it's a nine a nine and ten okay so 44 turns 54 plus nine is 63 63 and then we get to add your constitution 30 more from, from your constitution mod for each level so 93 uh yeah 93 you get 93, 93 hp so you're you're Pretty a little good. beefy yeah so yeah, Joffrey, I can't shine bloom, shine bloom, Joffrey shine bloom, beast <laughs> of a half orc who roams the freaking uh, abyssal incursion area. Yeah, like uh, he's always trying to calculate where the demons are going to spawn based off of chaos theory. <laughs> that's really good. I like that. <laughs> oh, and, he, and he's fucking great at it. I'm sure he is. He's I'm so sure good he's at really it. Like, at where it. who is this half orc and where did he come from and what is his past like? Demons find a way. It's full of demons. It's yeah. it's full of. It's full of regular D and D demons, and it's full of like just demons from like demons living in, a in life. Yeah, being <laughs> yeah, okay. a half orc, you know how things go when you're a half orc. All right, not accepted by orcs, <laughs> not accepted by humans, not uh, accepted by anybody. Let's be frank here. Yeah, there's other half orcs, <laughs> but like, dude, you're such a downer and you're such a smartass that like nobody wants to kick it with you. Mm. So he kicks it with demons. Except where he kicks demons' asses. He kicks demons, and he kicks it with his own demons. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think we're done. <laughs> That's a good character. I think it's my favorite character you've ever made so far. Yeah, he's pretty good. All right. Let's call it a game. Let's call it a game. <laughs> bye. Bye. We'll talk to you guys later.
What does feminism mean to you? During Women's History Month, come explore feminism and how it's playing out in real life with season two of Thread the Needle, a monthly podcast. I'm your host, Donna Schill. I use my background in journalism and draw on women's life experiences to add to the conversation on topics that matter to fellow feminists like you. Now in its second season, listen to new episodes each month as we explore finding yourself through divorce, battling call-out culture, questioning our ideas about masculinity, and discovering why girls' confidence plummets in their preteens. Guests include Stephanie Kuntz, historian and author of Marriage, a History, April White, author of Divorce Colony, and Loretta Ross, professor on white supremacy and call-out culture at Smith College. Listen to Thread the Needle on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.